Hey everyone, welcome back to the Contextual Insertion Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. Once again, I'm joined with Tech Bro Tito. Nostrovia. Yeah, it's a little bit of an echo here. We're moved to our recording location. Um, Tech Bro is going to be taking, eating some snacks over here. He's got his white claws out. And um, you just finished your uh, ice cream. Was that a little ice cream... Uh, Sandwich there. <laughs> Technically creaky opened. Oh yeah, well it looked good. So you're drinking white claw. I uh, I was um told that's actually the drink of sovereigns in the sense that uh you know the drink of kings I should say because uh there is no claw when you're drinking uh, no law when you're drinking claws and no law is uh what Carl Schmidt would uh Call uh, the uh, rule of exception being the mark of a sovereign. Anyway, it's my my nerdy esoteric thing. You can now jump in and make fun of me if you wish. And according to Mill Magazine, uh, as of a couple years ago, it, it is the rink of extremists of uh, weekend gunning of Reddit. So apparently, it is Google extremist drink. I guess because you're not drinking hops. I guess mm-hmm. hops makes you makes you less extremist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is the drink of kings. So, um, anyway, yeah, we've been we've been sitting here talking here earlier. We have my my dog is um, her little trapped here because she's uh, on the back of the couch. But other than that, so we don't want to disturb her. So there's no moving around. Um, yeah. So we were talking about Sam Harris earlier. You, you know, we we finally got a chance to sit down and talk about this because we we haven't had our schedule sync up, but. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this last week, and it was pretty astounding because, um, you know, again, I feel like I overused that word too much. Like, so-and-so is astounding, and it seems like every week we've got something that comes out that's like, whoa, yeah, this actually happened, or they went there. Um, you know, Sam Harris was on the Trigonometry podcast um, doing an interview, and, you know, one of the sections in there where he was like, Trump is... Uh, he doesn't care if, if Hunter Biden had, um, you know, children's corpses in his basement as long as he was able to get uh, Hunter Biden out. Um, you know, well, actually... To be fair, he said yeah. it didn't matter if Hunter Biden yeah, if had, Hunter, cor- had corpses in the basement. Yeah, not, not, not Joe, but, but Joe, Hunter. But let's he let's actually be said, fully... Yeah, he said if Hunter Biden, that's what I was saying, but he said if Hunter Biden had corpses in the basement... Of children. Of children, cor- children's corpses in the basement... He wouldn't care, but even he said, even if it was Joe, it wouldn't matter because he's like, he's well, he said it didn't involve Joe because, and even if it did, he thought that Trump's Trump University, which was basically, uh, you know, selling the high pressure sales tactics to teach people how to sell real estate, was somehow worse than anything on the laptop, which happened to, and you know, things on the laptop involved Joe Biden getting a cut from foreign countries. To influence uh, foreign policy while he was a sitting vice president, which I don't even remotely see that as equivalent. But we'll actually go ahead and, and make a quick cut here, and we'll all listen to this Sam Harris clip. Well, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not. It's like it's not Joe Biden, but. Even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and, 
understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that that's a, just a conspiracy that's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump absolutely it was absolutely right but I think it was warranted right and I'm and again it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam I'm sorry that particular piece I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry I I was the one that said we should move yeah, on yeah. but you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle Go with for there it. which is the you kid, the, support- kid, the, kid, the kids in the basement. You, no, no, <laughs> fuck yeah. the kids in the basement. I'm interested yeah. in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president. Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left-wing, right? Liz Cheney You're is doing everything in her power. You're content with a conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being but democratically it's not elected. A, no, but there's nothing, conspiracy, it's not, it, it was a conspiracy out in the open, it does, but it doesn't matter if it was, a, it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy, what part's out in the open. I mean, I think it's like, if people get together and talk, and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like, if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and, and we got in a room together, with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course, right? Is that a conspiracy? Wow, you know, um, every time I listen to that, I kind of like, I'm just kind of astounded that, you know, again, like I said before we play this clip, it's, I'm always constantly astounded and I'm re-astounded because there's something else. I'm like, how can, how can someone say that publicly? You want to jump in there, Tech Bar? What do you think? I yes. know you have some comments. Well, uh, you said you you wished uh, in our conversation for me to be sort of jumping off point instead of uh, taking you taking point on this. Uh, I actually literally had to take notes on listening to this clip again, and I've listened to it several times, but I still had to take notes on it because there's so much to talk about as far as it goes. First off, there's the claim, of course, that Hunter Biden uh, corpses children in basement. He wouldn't care about that. I mean, that 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 itself is supposed to be showstopper. In fact, when he's actually questioned about it, he, he wonders if, if his hyperbolic expression of children in basement would not be uh, w- was point. And in fact, obviously, uh, children in basement very much recalls Pizzagate. So ironically enough, of course, he's making callback to sort of uh, fever of right-wing conspiracies and all this. And so this gives you insight into the, the, the way Sam Harris thinks about things and the framing he has. Pizzagate is not far from his mind either. He's, they, say it's a, they say it's the right-wing obsessed with it, but here he is talking about children in basements. Okay, so first off, understand Pizzagate is a boogeyman of the left, which tells you much about their psychology. Uh, but we're not, I'm not here to psychoanalyze, I'm not here to give my background and such that I'm able to do. That is, again, small ball compared to other things. But keep in mind, Pizzagate is not far from their heads. Second point, uh, nothing on the laptop compares to Trump corruption, specifically deals in Ukraine or China infinitesimal compared to Trump University. Um... We currently have a president who's actually sending billions upon billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions at this point in aid to a country that he was directly involved in corruption, directly involved in getting kickbacks from, and sending U.S. taxpayer uh, money, weapons, things that can be sold on black market. 
and this is infinitesimal to uh, to high pressure sales tactics of of bullshitting people on selling real estate, which has been staple of economy since at least 1980s of people selling uh, sell real estate to become rich. Yeah, I mean it's 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 um, just for the people who don't understand the Trump University thing was that. You know, it was that school that was teaching. It wasn't like an accredited university. It was like a they they were teaching courses in how to sell real estate and other types of security stuff like that. It's like a landmark yeah. forum. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a like motivational this, speaking thing. Yeah, it's like the, the three to five day class type thing. Yeah, like the landmark forum, like what you're saying. It's like you go there. I mean, it's not like a, it's not even really quite like a boot camp, I guess. It would almost be something like that, you know. Um but yeah, you know, it's like basically, essentially, the the equivalent of being, uh, you know, a used car salesman. I'm like, yeah, maybe it works. It's scummy, but at the same time, it's like, what is? How does that even remotely compare to? Again, the sitting vice president, like he and Sam Harris is like, even if everything on the laptop was correct, well, the stuff on the laptop had indications that you know Joe Biden was taking. Payoffs while he was a sitting vice president, specifically from to, foreigners, to specifically yeah. Im, to impact foreign policy yeah. that now involves America, involves American interests, and possibly involves us being involved in a world war with a, with a nuclear armed power. You know, it, it, it's crazy for me to to question intelligence of someone like Sam Harris. But I question if he knows what the word corruption means. I don't see how Trump University points to corruption. Being a sh being shitty? Sure. Being a bad person? Sure. Gay being shady? Sure. I don't see how this is corruption, though. Corruption is using official, uh, you know, official status and, and trading upon your status, trading upon your position uh, for favors. Perhaps you can make make a position that he was, he was corrupting his uh, public persona to, to, to sell things, in which case I, I suppose you should go after N every NBA athlete for selling shoes with their, with their name on it. Or, or you know, you can go after any, uh, you know, any, like, I think Michael Jordan, I think, was the first person to endorse, like, hot dogs and other uh, junk foods. So you should go after athletes for endorsing junk foods they clearly don't eat uh, at, at peak performance. I mean, that you could maybe make make a case of corruption, but it's not corruption to, to be involved in that, as opposed to public corruption, which is very well understood. So, he does, he, words mean things, but apparently not to Sam Harris, which is where we're going to get into the deeper critiques as far as things go. Uh, if you had other stuff, like I said, I had several notes on Yeah, on go just ahead. Finish with that. And yeah. Like, yeah. So, he says it's unfair not to have looked at the laptop. His left-wing conspiracy denied Trump the presidency, but it's warranted. Here we're getting to the heart of it. You know, I know we're late on take, uh, on the Sam Harris take, and it's, it's gone around and all this, and perhaps your, your uh, listeners, viewers, are not, uh, are not you know, as up-to-date on everything as, as, you know, media plugged as yeah, we are. Yeah, I've never, I've never, like, for me, it's not about so much having the immediate hot take, because, again, it always takes a little while for everything to kind of suss out on things, but the more important thing for me is, I, I you know, being, being, you know, of course, it's better to be sooner than later, but for me, that's less important than not just having a shallow hot take. Because right. so many of these takes are point and shriek. Well, like, and yes, I do, I've listened to much of the the takes, and I've not seen this, uh, this 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 perspective yet. And I think everyone's missing the most important part that's pointed out here. So I'm going to work down, just working down the thing, but I'm going to end with what I think is the most important part that, again, I haven't heard anywhere yet. So again, uh, you know, he says it's warranted. Again, this is leading up to it. So, you know, not looking at the laptop, suppressing New York Post, suppressing sharing of story. You know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan 
podcast saying he was told by FBI um, to, to watch out for foreign interference and was told that uh, you know, was was basically implied, and FBI has since since sort of issued non-denial denial, saying they never told him to not share or that a particular story was misinformation. But when I say this is I'm you know I'm not here to tell you what to do, nor to tell you what specific thing exists. But there's a certain uh, you know gun rights activist friend of mine with long hair who happens to beat people in Portland, and. You know, there are concerns that we have. You know, I didn't name anyone, yes. I didn't say anyone specific, yes. But you know what I'm saying. And this is what FBI, this is called weasel words. This is called lying. Uh, this is called lying in, in, lying in, 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 you know, in, is, this is called, you know, lawyerly lying. You don't actually technically lie, but you're lying all the way through. You're violating spirit of law. You're violating spirit of, of intent as it goes. And people say, well, as long as, as long as it did, here's the contractual blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Okay? But the point is, he says that it was warranted to engage in a left-wing conspiracy to deny Trump the presidency. Let's take that. Again, very good to unpack. Left-wing conspiracies are, in fact, valid. They are, in fact, okay to deny Trump the presidency. And so then he's pushed back on that and uh, he has to, you know, he's asked to qualify. You say you're content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent someone from being elected. His defense is that Liz Cheney is not left-wing. And here's the important part we're really starting to get into. Ah, so it's justified because it's a left-wing conspiracy that also involves non-left-wingers. Well, okay, so it's a conspiracy, but it's not a left-wing conspiracy exclusively. So since it's an inclusive conspiracy, inclusive conspiracies become okay. And you can maybe make case for that. You can make, you know, again, this is probably what Sam Harris would do. He would say, well, you know, Operation Overlord, the invasion of Europe was a conspiracy. Do you, do you deny that defeating Nazis is a good thing? It was a conspiracy to have secret invasion of Europe. Yes, obviously this is a good conspiracy because this was not partisan, left or right, you know, Everyone was included as as long as they were military and had direct relevance to know. Manhattan Project was conspiracy. Are you against that? These are nonpartisan programs, and this is what this is probably the weasel words he would say to to justify case. But here's the important part. Okay, let 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 me build up to it now. He says it doesn't matter what part of conspiracy, what part is conspiracy, what part is out in the open. And then he finally concludes, and this is what I've never heard anyone say. He says, if an asteroid was hurtling toward Earth and the conversation about what to do to deflect the course of it, would it matter if part of it was public, part of it was private, as long as you deflected the course of an asteroid? Okay, what does asteroid discussion have to do with Donald Trump with the price of tea in China? They are saying that you, your preferences, and what you want is the equivalent of an asteroid. And anything is justified, you are not human, you are asteroid bent on wiping out humans, and everything is justified against you. No, he didn't say that they are Nazis and they deserve to be destroyed. He didn't say they're communists and deserve to be destroyed like Russia. But he literally made you even lower than those, because those were at least humans. Perhaps evil humans, but those were humans. He's making you, your preferences, Donald Trump and the things you wish, to be a rock set on destruction of all humans. Yeah, um, it's it's really one of so many things to take away from that. A lot of those things, I, I agree with what your points there. Um, you know, and that's that's it, it's it, lots of different things there too. Like one big takeaway I had from that was it was just sort of understood that everyone, the entire establishment, the the military, the intelligence agencies, the tech companies. They would all sort of collude together, you know. There was there was no, 
there was no mainstream oppositional um, institution. It was all of the institutions were moving in lockstep against Trump and against you know the people that voted for him. Um, you, you, there wasn't like you know a dissident mainstream institution, like it seemed you know, and this was something, and I covered this before in a previous episode, um, talking about the Time Magazine piece, the one about the fortified election, where they were talking. There was like nine hundred people on a Zoom call on election night, um, plotting and planning, and and all the little tricks they did to keep try to tamp down on some of the violence and and to try to you know coordinate a lot of the. Uh, lawfare against Trump and it was really sort of interesting I mean again it's because I remember when Trump you know and again this is something I always go back to because I feel so incredibly uh, naive looking back but there was sort of an assumption and again I, I learned very quickly it wasn't going to happen it took other people longer you know when Trump won it was like well they'll have their the left will have their several month long um, temper tantrum and then they'll calm down and Trump is president and they'll just have to deal with it because of course you know this is uh, the reality of the situation they'll you know we'll, we'll find some sort of detente and this is how this is why I was you know it didn't bother me like I said like I said I think last time when Trump came out and said yeah I'm, I'm not going to you know where he said sorry to keep you waiting folks complicated business my immediate thought was you know and he said I just got off the phone with Secretary Clinton I thought Oh well, you know, my immediate interpretation of of that statement was, you know, he just got the phone. Like he said, he just got the phone with Secretary Clinton. Complicated business. My thought was, he's working some type of deal with her. Like, look, I, I, we won't push to have you prosecuted. We'll just let you know. We'll let it drop. Just if you concede the election, um, and let it go. And I thought, you know what? That's the sort of de-escalation we need because. Things are getting a little hot right now. Let's just de-escalate things, and and that's probably pretty a smart deal. And of course, that never happened. That <laughs> that that was uh, so much for that plan. <clears throat> but I thought it was it, at the time it was worth worth a shot. But you know we're seeing this, and it's like there's no there's no de-escalation from the other side. Sam Harris has zero interest in finding some sort of common ground or finding some sort of mutual accommodation. He simply because again, a meteor is something that you don't negotiate with. It's not something that's sentient. It's not something that has any interests. Like no one's ever like, well, what's going to happen to the meteor if we nuke it? You know, we don't want to hurt the meteor. No one ever says that. Um, it, it's it's incredibly dehumanizing. It's the sort of thing that basically walls off any form of, of de-escalation because you know your interests and your desires and your policy preferences are. You know, as you pointed out earlier, it's like they're intrinsically just illegitimate. There, there's no common ground there. There's no meeting point there. When Nazis called Jews rats, rats are mammals. When uh, the Tutsis call Hutus cockroaches, those are still insects and still alive. When Sam Harris calls Donald Trump Donald Trump presidency a meteor, that is actually more dehumanizing. That is actually removing life from the from Donald Trump and from the object. That is actually worse rhetoric than 
in any of those two previous genocides I mentioned. And again, he's clever, he's smart, he doesn't mention it by name, but he's in fact making a bigger case for it. You know, and the th that's the point. The point is, you know, there's a there's a meme that was going around, and you know, the thing is, memes usually have you know, to be successful. They have to point to the truth, and you know, it's a Donald Trump, and it says, you know, they're not actually after me, you know, they're you know they're coming after me. they're coming through me to get to you, and that's the point. The point is. You know, as much as people hate Donald Trump and all this, and they make personal Trump derangement syndrome things about him, what you hear later on in the interview, and perhaps you can get that link as well, Sam Harris makes explicit defense of the fact that what made Donald Trump so dangerous is that he was going to attack the institutions themselves. And that's the point. If you wish to ta attack the institutions and take them down, you are illegitimate. But, but, but! Defund the police is not the same. Defund the police is fine. There's nuance. And he makes point that the woke is going to burn out. In the interview, you can listen to the whole interview. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, highly recommend it. But he makes point that, well, you know, I think wokeness won't be a problem in five years, and you can quote me on it. But the thing is, he doesn't make bet. He doesn't say, well, in five years, if wokeness is gone, or is this kind of thing, I will wear a dunce cap. I will eat my hat. I will stop being public intellectual. I will become janitor. I will refuse to give opinion on anything. He doesn't make any hard commitments. And the thing is, after we've seen with Iraq War, with all the people that said Iraq War would be good, all these kinds of things, and said that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction, there is no consequence for being wrong and public intellectual when you achieve this kind of thing. But that's, that's still not the main point. The main point is that he says that because Donald Trump was attacking the institutions, this is what makes him illegitimate. So that's the point. The point is, you believe ultimately that if the left wins, passes something, aside from perhaps something banning guns or things specifically protected by constitution, well, that sucks, we'll win next time, perhaps, and we'll overturn it, and we'll work to overturn this kind of thing. Or even if they wanted to do something like, like to very much restrict, restrict guns, take the assault weapons ban, well, we'll work to overturn it. Not, it's illegitimate from the day it began, it's you know, illegitimate from the day it started, we're going to overturn it. You know, even uh, overturning Roe v. Wade is still the idea that you're not going to engage in past prosecutions of people that got abortions, right? That sounds unthinkable. But you know what the real, what, what if, if Roe v. Wade was wrong the day it was decided, and you really followed the logic through, you know what that would mean? That would mean prosecuting every woman that had abortions. So that means engage, you know, engaging FBI and engaging DOJ in investigating abortion clinics and sending investigators out to suss out from social media, from abortion records, from hospital records, from miscarriages that look suspicious, finding every single woman, every single doctor, every single person that was possibly involved in abortions and then systematically seeking to prosecute them and hopefully getting plea deals for most of them because you know, the justice system couldn't do it. Again, this is perspective of a communist, someone that actually talks about how government systems can work. And the thing is, the right wing simply cannot look at government systems and how they work. But this is still getting esoteric. Point simply is, Sam Harris says there is no legitimate way you can dismantle FBI. You want to declare, declare FBI terrorist organization? No. Illegitimate. Wrong. Not allowed. You are a meteor. You don't negotiate with meteor. You, might, you, you can keep rats as a pet. I know people that keep rats as pets. They're actually pretty, pretty, pretty chill pets. Pretty cool. I know people that keep cockroaches in, uh, in terrariums to watch all that. Meteors are not kept by people, they're kept perhaps by some museums, 
but they're not kept that way. There's no affection for meteors. So that's the thing. The thing is, your preferences themselves are illegitimate. It's not Donald Trump that's illegitimate. It's Donald Trump representing your interests, which are so counter to Sam Harris's and, and, the, and the sort of global elites. And so the thing is, when he mentions Liz Cheney not being left-wing as a defense, but Liz Cheney isn't going to defend or make people's lives better in America. He's not, you know, Liz Cheney is not going to advocate against war because it's bad for Americans or, or, or re-onshoring manufacturing because it's good for Americans. She'd only advocate for that as part of war machine and the, the, and the willingness to enact global policy. The fact fact is, Donald Trump is illegitimate because he actually values people that are not being served by, uh, by global economy. And the fact is, you're not allowed to win. That is what is point. You're not allowed to win. And any attempt to, to roll back or to make losers of economy suddenly winners is in fact on its face illegitimate. You know, um, there's a lot of things to take from that. Like I, uh, reading, reading, uh, Reading, you know, I always, I always go back to the Spanish Civil War because there's so many similarities, but there was that three or four year period, um, the early 1930s there, where you see a lot of the same things that are happening today. And it's and, and this is one of the things that was very common then too, is like the whatever the right wanted was always framed as being illegitimate, even if the right won the election. It was never framed as a legitimate election. Left was like, this is... You know, was and this was an illegitimate election. This is not an. You, your desires are illegitimate. You're illegitimate, and they felt absolutely no compunction about doing anything at all whatsoever it took to seize power and and force their vision on people. Um, and there was also and but yeah, like that's the thing. It's like there's and you know there's nothing intrinsic about the process itself that forces people to comply with it. This is the sort of thing like when we hunt, when we have a government with a process for decision making and, and 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 how we come to this like make decisions as a society, you know the the unspoken part of that is we're doing this through this legible government formal formalized process um, because the alternative, which is open conflict amongst these different factions, is, is so much worse. So that's that's really the point of it. It's like you know. We could go out there and shoot each other, and whoever wins gets to impose whatever system they want. Or we can develop a system that you know is a peaceful way to determine these differences, as long as we have some sort of a basic agreement on the minimal sort of things we want. I mean, this is what the federal system was about. I mean, the states originally had so much more power, even even in the Constitution itself, even before the. They got rid of the Articles of Confederation and went to the Constitution. The Constitution itself was something, you know, the Bill of Rights did not originally apply to the states. It only applied to the federal government. And, and almost all the states had, you know, not an exact copy, but they had some in their state constitution. Even today, if you, if you read most state constitutions, which people rarely even think about, they in, invariably have something in the Constitution that matches the Bill of Rights. You know, it, sometimes it's phrased differently. Sometimes it may have certain exceptions that the federal one doesn't have but the point is you know it's like this these fracture these stress points these um you know uh what do they call that when you uh you know when you drill something um when there's a crack in something fracture points? Frac well the um 
God, the stress, stress, the stress relief hole. Or anyway, yeah, it's like when there's a crack in things, people will drill holes where the crack is. If you go look at the the, the um, Liberty Bell, there's holes in it, like at the end of the crack. And the point of drilling a round hole when there's a crack is it's a crack stopper. And that's really sort of how the federal system was. You know, you have, okay, like, yeah, here's the, the federal limitations. And then the states, people are going to determine these things with their local values. And that's kind of how, you know, you, you prevent this major clash because there's, you know, you're reducing all the friction points as much as possible. Granted, it didn't happen with the Civil War, so it obviously didn't happen. But um, or it wasn't as fully successful as they wanted. But anyway, I'm kind of, to get back to what I'm saying, it's like this is that we're, we're, we're sort of in the situation that's like, you know, the Spanish Civil War is so evocative, the lead up to it, because we've got, you know, half the country um, that does not consider anything the other half wants to be legitimate. Like, I think my, my feeling from traveling pretty extensively in the country is um, as fucked up as some of the blue areas are, like San Francisco or L.A., like, you know, the, the red state people will point and laugh, but they don't want to send an army in to force Los Angeles to manage its street crime the way they would like to handle it in, like, you know, some red state area. They don't want to f impose that. Uh, but the blue state does. Like They want to go in and they want the red areas to live the way that they want. Like, I want to send the FBI to investigate yeah. people protesting, uh, protesting teachers for teaching ideology in schools. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, the thing, is, the thing is, this is not academic. This is not potentiality. This is not esotericism. This is happening right now, folks. This, you know, the right now, FBI is investigating, uh, investigating parents for trying to protest things, for trying to keep their children safe, for trying to, uh, to, to investigate these things. Right now, there is a controversy, and I saw Raketa Law. I think got involved in conflict because uh, he he specifically called out someone who says that you know that she's sending uh, hormones to underage people that wish to transition. He was saying that she, uh, that uh, that uh, I believe I believe her pronouns are she or recognizes she or whatever. Uh, she said that you know, he said that she. Should be put against the wall, and that uh, she or she should be run over by a steamroller for engaging in this with underage uh, with underage children. And again, this is this is a thing. But the point is, the point is, look, you may want to live free, and that's fine. But you cannot live free when uh, when people wish to impose upon you, and have the ability to have force and have that that kind of backing. You know, uh, you know, to quote Latin, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with, civis pacem parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. And if you're not prepared for war, and you're also not prepared to see people that can't be compromised with, then you just, then you will lose. This is the thing. Sam Harris has made uh, made his podcast, made his persona off of being Mr. Reasonable, being a neuroscientist with meditation, all these kinds of things. And you can even hear how reasonable and calm he sounds in interview. Which should alarm you because you can see, you can hear how there is no space, there is no legitimacy to achieving. You know, it is like it is like green eggs and ham. Hello, Sam. I am. You know, if I voted in a Congress, will it? Will you? Will you allow it? No, Sam. I am. I will not allow you to have your national your national sovereignty to have your national national laws. Well, if I dress it up. With a, stu with, with a teacher's union. If I dress it up with PTA, can I live as I am, Sam I am? No, you may not. You, no, you may not. You may not have it with a fox. You may not have it with locks. You may not have it in a box. No, you will live as I say. The point is, 
I'm not saying everyone is Sam Harris. There are people to be compromised with. There are reasonable people on both sides to listen. But if you can't discriminate and say, this is a person that can't be reasoned with, can't be bargained with. This is someone that says, me achieving what I want is illegitimate. And so I can't. There's no point in talking with this person. All there is is defeat. And again, this is, you know, I will not, I'm drinking White Claw, you know, there ain't no marital law when you're drinking the Claw or whatever mm-hmm. the phrase goes. I won't go deep into, into, into deep thoughts of it. But the point is, there is no reasoned debate. There is no way to reach a compromise with someone that denies you the legitimacy of living how you wish to live. Yeah, it's a really visceral type of thing. You can see this from Sam. Um, his reaction. Um, uh, yeah, his dad, Sam Harris's dad, was, and it's kind of interesting. Um, you see this with Tom Nichols as well. Um, because Sam and Sam Harris and Tom Nichols, Tom Nichols is the guy, he writes for the Atlantic, used to be a Republican, and I don't know what the fuck he is now. But he's, he's he's sort of in the Liz Cheney type category, but he, he's a um, you know professor at the Naval Academy and and all this sorts of stuff. But kind of an, one of the intellectual types. But it's really interesting because um, Sam and Tom Harris sound a lot alike to me, and it, they both have a similar background. Like Sam Harris's dad was like this total Chad Western cowboy. Um, Actor. Actor, yeah, he's very, it's very masculine and handsome guy. He was, he wasn't the leading man, but he was like the the sidekick for the leading man, just kind of the very rough and tumble guy, you know. So, you know, very, very masculine and you know, kind of the very the the chud, chud background, and you kind of see this like with Tom Nichols as well, because Tom, Tom Nichols comes from like this working class background, and now he's an intellectual and writes for the Atlantic and. Um, you know, lives in the Acela Corridor with all the uh, hoity-toity type people. And you, and you see this type of reaction from, like, and Kevin Williamson's the same way. The guy writes for um, National Review. They have that same sort of reaction to the flyover chuds. And I think it's a lot of it is driven by insecurity because it's so, they come, they, they're in this very precarious position, this class position, because they're not sure of themselves and they came from being like lower middle class or working class so they look at themselves now and they're in this position that's extremely precarious because they're have moved up in the social class and they know that of course if they said the wrong thing they could come falling back down but the thing that's really interesting to me and this is with sam is the the complete lack of self-awareness in that statement like he's saying some shit that's like pretty out there but he's got like zero grasp of really kind of how out of step it is and that really you know at least suggests to me that his social milieu is very similar like again this is a guy who because he comes from that sort of precarious background he's not going to be hanging out with the chuds he's going to be ingratiating himself as much as possible with kind of the, the the more snooty type people and this is something he's saying in public on the record and like this the two <laughs> the trigonometry guys looked like a little poleaxed when he was saying this and, and it was just with complete lack of self-awareness it's like sam saying something that's so so you know com- 
he thinks should be totally received wisdom for everyone, and it's just completely out of step right. with so many other people. I mean, the thing is, again, Sam Harris has made himself a new atheist. He's anointed himself, essentially. And again, he's got a good background. He's not a dumb guy. I would not say he's a dumb guy, which is too often the, the, the cope of the right wing. And yes, you right wingers cope when you talk about, oh, they're, they're triggered, oh, they're stupid, oh, they're blah, 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 blah. I'm drinking, yes, I'm going to share far more of my thoughts um, in much more unvarnished form. The thing is, that is massive right wing cope to talk, about, uh, to talk about the left when you look at the, how successful the left has been. You know, if the, if if that's being stupid, if that's being uh, if that's being like you know dumb, if that's being crazy and all that, then sign me, then sign me up for it because that's what winners look like. That is what the Chad winning movie is. You know, if being histrionic does it. You know, Donald Trump said that himself during the campaign. He said, well, you know, if you know, you say I whine, then I'm going to continue to whine, whine till I get my way and win for the American people. I want a whiner for the American people. I want someone that wants to fight for the American people. Because Cheney doesn't want to fight for the American people. She wants to fight for Kurds. She wants to fight for Ukrainians. She wants to fight for you know, ta- Taiwanese. And not that I have anything against these people. I've, I've met I've met most of the groups I've mentioned and have much sympathy and respect for them. But are their interests my interests? That is the question. That is the foremost question. And that is not the question that is asked by leaders like Liz Cheney. That is not the question asked by people like Sam Harris. And furthermore, they don't ask, do, you know, is this good for Taiwanese but bad for Americans? And which policy do I pursue? This is also not in their minds. And this is the point. Again, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron. Like, you know, you, you get a little too intellectual at points. Point is... Your interests are not legitimate. They don't even register. Like I said, and this is challenge to all you. This is, they call this the contextual insurgent challenge. Call this the tech pro Tito, uh, you know, white claw ain't no law when you're, when you know, when you're, when you're, when you're drinking and they're able to, able to talk clearly. But this is my challenge to all of you. I do mean this. Go do this. Find someone, not, not the craziest lefty you know, but like, you know, a lefty, a, a left-leaning person, a liberal, someone that you can talk to though. And ask them about some things. Ask about abortion. Ask about uh, some issue like that. And they, especially if they, you know, they have to obviously be pro-choice or something. And ask them, okay, under what circumstances would you view it as legitimate to, say, abandon abortion completely? Or, you know, or to, to, to prosecute? Under what circumstances? And you know what? If you, if you meet a truly open-minded liberal, they may actually outline a process by which they will be, they will be like, uh, they will abide by laws, they will hate it, they will disagree with it, they will find it horrible, but they will follow through. But I, I bet you, if you find anyone that is more than your, like, your most open-minded, like, you know, liberal friend you absolutely love to death because of how open your discussions are, you can drink freely in front of them and not worry about them ever being offended or defriending you. If they're anything less than that, I bet you, you will be shocked by how they completely reject the legitimacy of a policy preference being able to be inaugurated by democracy, which they supposedly believe in. They don't. They just don't believe that there are positions that can be legitimately uh, inaugurated or elected. And that is point. That is point. There are positions that, that simply can't, cannot be allowed. I think that's a good point. Um, you know, and that's really kind of what we wanted to get to here. We wanted to touch on that is... It's one of those things to not just point and shriek about Sam Harris, but also, uh, you know, the whole situation with the whole fact that what what they say and believe in is 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 you know whatever we say and believe in is isn't illegitimate from the beginning. It's something that how is there is no basis 
for reaching a detente with Sam Harris, those sorts of statements. Um, he's, I mean, how can you talk to that person and be like, if he doesn't want you to... How can you reach you know, agreement with Meteor? You can't, you don't reach agreement with Meteor. You fight Meteor. You send Armageddon, you send Deep Impact, you send people with nukes to blow up Meteor. And if you're viewed as Meteor by other side, by Mr. Reasonable Atheist Sam Harris, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for debate? What does this mean for policy preferences? You can't debate with someone. And they, furthermore, not that you can't debate with them. They will humor you and listen. They will ignore you. The point is not do you debate with them. You ask them, in what way could I achieve what I wanted that you would accept? That is the challenge. That's the thing. That's, that's a good point. It's like, what is, what is the basis for... You would think that, you know, Trump winning in the election... You know, I, and I think most people thought, most people on the right, like I certainly did, like I was like, hey, he won, he's the legitimate president. But again, from the very beginning, they've said repeatedly that Trump, you know, the election was not legitimate. He's not the legitimate president. And it's one of those things of we're, we're getting to a point where the electoral system itself in terms of resolving the dis dis disagreements is not working. So it's going to be, you know, you know, looking at the Spanish Civil War, we're getting to a point where... And again, it, there's other choices as well, other potential scenarios, but it's a situation where, you know, power is going to have, you know, whoever gets control of the government, like, if people think like that, you know, if we're if we're at this sort of an impasse, and it, then it's too risky to let your enemy control the government. And that's really what we're getting to, like, we're seeing this more and more, like the Dems are talking about, there's a lot of them are pushing, like, well, let's get rid of the Constitution. Like if let's we pack the Supreme Court. let's pack the Supreme, like they're, they're if they're like, hey, if we can hold the House and get two more senators, then we can pack the Supreme Court, then we can change, you know, bring in more states, um, you know, or split other states and get more senators, even more senators, then you know, either abolish the Supreme, either abolish the Constitution, or re, or just even you know, completely reinterpret whatever it means. Like there was a recently. Um, just for example, you know, the, the uh, ADA, the American Disabilities Act, specifically says, in it, explicitly says it does not, cannot be used to cover, like, gender identity disorder, which is, you know, trans, being transgender, anything involving that is, is, is not included. Well, the, the AMA, you know, they're in the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, for um, psychologists. For it's a psychologist book that, that yeah. governs psychologists. DSM-5 is the latest one, or whatever. They changed that, and they, they got rid of GID, and they, now they call it gender dysphoria. And a court ruled like a week ago that, oh, okay, this is covered now, because they changed the, like, you know, the legislation specifically said something, but the institution itself just changed the name of it. Well, they changed so the letter of changed, law, so yeah. it's fine. Spirit of law completely slaughtered. You know, who cares about spirit of law, which again runs into the problem with textualism, which is very much, which is the Clarence Thomas Supreme Court approach to how laws should be adjudicated, which is very much not what's letter of law. It's about what spirit of law is, what was attempted to be accomplished, which is how you can have people like Clarence Thomas say, yes, black people textually were not included, but we believe spirits of law, they didn't see black people as human. We do see black people as human. And with that kind of understanding, with that actual spirit of law understanding, black people 
are humans, have rights, and so are protected without changing constitution and without it being living constitution. This is important part. You know, it's not spirits of law that's changed. Instead, though, instead, they say, well, we will change everything. You know, to quote Darth Vader, I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. 